Today we're talking about a powerful concept that I've discovered after years of working hard on my personal growth and mastering different subjects. And this is called the law of proportional reward. It applies to all areas of personal growth, whether it's career, relationships, finances, spirituality, or indeed learning itself. And it even explains our levels of fulfillment and zest for life. It explains why we can feel so fulfilled and why we can feel so unfulfilled. I think that I've had this concept built into my psychology for a long time, but only recently have I realized that it drives many of my positive habits and then can really explain the negative ones too. So if you want to experience positive gains in any, uh, in any area of life, you simply need to know, and actually I'd say you need to live and breathe my law of proportional reward. And later in the episode, we're going to walk through three high-level strategies for living and breathing this, this law. So let's get into it. Welcome to The Great Updraft. I'm Ross. We talk about preferring personal development, and you can find me on all the major podcasting platforms out there, or head to thegreatupdraft.com, which is visited by thousands of people every month, where you'll find uh, tons of free resources on personal development. And do follow the link in the description for the accompanying article for this podcast, because you'll find some extra stuff in there that we don't have time to cover today. And you can also work with me one-to-one by in my mind mindfulness coaching by visiting the website too. So the law of proportional reward, this law is very simple. And let me just state it right now for you. The law of proportional reward is that the reward that you gain is proportional to the challenge that you undertake to achieve it. And we can sum this up in a really nice way and just say that reward is proportional to challenge. We need to talk about what I mean by those exactly so we can be precise about it. But I suggest you have this formula and this law constantly in your mind as you go about your life and as you try to um, experience personal growth, that reward is proportional to the challenge. And before we unpack this and discuss why it's so crucial to our lives, I just want to do the what I said, I want to clarify what I mean by a few terms that we're going to be using throughout the podcast. And these are pretty crucial. One is reward, of course. We're talking it's called the law of proportional reward. So what do I actually mean by that? Reward is a jump in competent the jump in competency and fulfillment and the external signs of achievement that you gain when you improve in a field or a skill or um, you see some improvement in an area of your life. It's what you get as a result of that jump. The challenge, which is the other sort of half of the equation in the proportional reward law, is that the challenge is the difference between your current level of competency and your target level. So challenge, we could define it in many ways. That's what I mean by it. It's just a difference between our current level and our target level. And we'll see why this is really important. Effort, now, I'm going to use the word effort a lot. And I just, in this context, I'm using it in a different way to the word challenge. What I think, what I'm using effort, the word effort for in this context is the work required to succeed at the challenge, the work required to make the 
to bridge the gap between our current level and our target level and everything that goes along with with doing that so that's like the <laughs> the the difficult part of it the the part where we we need to work that's our effort so basically the law of proportional reward which is a reward is proportional to challenge means that what we get out what are the jump in competency the fulfillment the external signs of achievement it's proportional to the 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 gap between our current level and our target level of competency basically the the bigger the more we grow in our competency, the bigger the rewards get. And well, we're going to, and right now, let's go into what this law means for your life. Cause it's not all, it's not all good. Unfortunately, it can be quite negative. So on one hand, this law is hugely empowering. So if we have like a, a huge competence gap to bridge, we have to change and grow to a similar degree. Um, otherwise we simply won't be able to reach the goal and that the growth that we go through when we're bridging that gap is inherently rewarding. That's why the bigger the gap, the more reward we get, because in that process, we're opening our mind where we're seeing new things about life. We're exploring new areas of life and we're experiencing more. And that brings its reward. We also have to expend effort, as I said, but effort is a, the energy required to to bridge a gap in competence and expending that effort and doing it successfully and seeing that it's actually working is inherently rewarding so that's why it's that's why reward is proportional to challenge because putting in the effort and build bridging the gap is inherently rewarding and the the bigger the the bigger the gap the more rewards you get however uh, the flip side is also true um, in that if there's no challenge, if there's no gap in competence, if we're not bridging any gaps in competence, we're not actually getting, we don't get any reward from it. The other slightly less daunting thing is that small challenges, small jumps in competence, small improvements bring small rewards. And this is pretty intuitive as well. If, if you, if you don't have to improve, you don't have to expend any effort. And so what reward are you going to see? It's like if you don't exercise, you're not going to see any results from that. And this is so true when you're learning something. For example, if if you get to a certain level in an instrument, for example, and all you do is sail along in your pursuit, you're not, you're not trying to overcome a challenge. You're not trying to improve you're not trying to reach a next level of competence what you do is you just play the same old songs over and over again you stay in your comfort zone you 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 don't challenge yourself and you won't see any reward because you're just doing what what you've always done and your levels of passion will stagnate as your as will your results you know the reward because there's no jump there is no reward you're not going to experience the reward that you could by overcoming a, a challenge. And this just goes for any area of life. You know, if you never try to achieve anything or to improve in a certain way, then you're going to stagnate and you're going to feel it inside. In fact, you might even go downhill because we humans are aspirational. And if we've got, if we've got nothing to feel and excite us, in other words, if we've got, we've got no challenge, we've not got a target to overcome, 
we can start to wither and die. And uh, so it's it's not even that no challenge brings no rewards. It can actually be a negative. It could even go in the opposite direction where having no challenge means we just, we slowly wither away and we, we don't, we slowly lose our zest for life. And so if this is happening to you, it might, that may explain why. The good thing is about this law is it's very simple and it's very simple to implement, but it's also really powerful. And I think the three strategies we're going to look at here are they're all attitude based. Um, it's, it's about getting the right mentality so that you can then go and actually do the work required to overcome the challenge. Um, the work in and of itself I found isn't the most difficult part. The most, the most difficult part is having the right attitude, sustaining it over time and letting that attitude inspire you to work for months and years on this challenge and have it have it inform how you do the work. Once you've got that, the work is actually quite easy as far as I'm concerned. And you'll have to figure out what this is for your own examples. But if you've got this mindset, you're going to be all set. Basically, what's required here to really embody this law is to change your whole attitude towards life and towards your pursuits. So I want you to stop looking for shortcuts. Shortcuts mean um, you're not putting in effort. You're you're sort of trying to skip. You're trying to bridge the gap between your current level and your target level in an artificial way, which doesn't work. And because of that, you're not going to get the same reward. Likely, you'll probably won't, you probably won't really bridge the gap. I want you to stop wanting things to be easy. I would say that challenge is even challenge is actually proportional to effort. You know, the or effort is proportional to challenge. That the bigger the gap in competence that you want to bridge, the more effort that needs to go in. And that's just I've found that this is simply an inherent part of things. And it's when you try to run away from it, you you really you just simply do not experience the same level of growth and you never yeah you never develop that right attitude the attitude you need to really work on yourself in many areas of life i also want you to stop setting small goals for yourself and we're going to talk about this in a minute here there are three qualities that we're going to talk about right now for transforming your attitude so you can embody this law and the first is to set ambitious goals knowing that they'll take years to achieve, but ultimately because reward is proportional to challenge, once you've met the challenge, once you've bridged the gap in competence, you're going to get a huge reward at the end. And we're going to talk about that in more detail in just a minute. The second quality is to be patient and have a, have a long-term view. Most people's views are, um, most people's time horizon is just far too short for change and growth. And this is why they, they give up even in sort of quite simple areas of growth. The third one is that you're willing to experience pain and struggle. Um, and this goes in hand with the first two, because without the effort, without the pain and the struggle, you're just, you're not going to experience growth. It's just not going to happen. So you can find another, the fourth quality in the accompanying article, but now I want to go into detail and, um, into each of these qualities and just 
See how we can make the most of them. Quality number one is to set ambitious goals. I find that people are just simply way too modest when they set goals. Um, and even when they do set them, they don't really believe them. Believe in them. It's like their goal is more of a, a hope. It's like a something they feel obliged to set, and it's a, a vague desire that doesn't really lead them to any real action. The key problem, there's one key problem when we come to set goals, and it's this, that as humans, we base our goals on our current level of competency. For example, if we suck at a language right now, we're biased to believe that we'll never get good. So what we do is when we're setting a goal for our language, we 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 go lower than we really should. We lower our, our ambition so that it fits with our current self-image because it's it's kind of scary to set ambitious goals, but you have to you have to undo this habit. Small goals tend to be uninspiring, unfulfilling, and predictable, and they don't they don't challenge you enough. They don't set a big enough gap between your current level and your target level, and this just means that your rewards are going to be small, because of the law of proportional reward. You have to go in the opposite direction. You have to set goals that are even the even verge on seeming impossible to achieve right now. You have to do that. And if you combine that with the second quality that we're going to talk about, you're going to be in a much better place to achieve them. You have to forget about knowing all the steps involved between step A, which is this one, and step Z, the final step to your goal. If you know them all now, at this point in time, your goal is too small. And you have to be comfortable with not knowing. You have to be comfortable with saying, right, I know how to get, I know how to move a few steps ahead. Yep, I know how to do that. I can see the next year or two, the work that needs to be done. But when I look beyond that, I don't actually know. And that isn't an issue. You're not supposed to know all the steps involved. I want you to set a grand motivating destination for yourself. Make sure you feel inspired whenever you're trying to improve yourself in some way. And if you do this, you're going to find that you're going to put in the action. It's going to scare you because these these grand visions are, are scary, but you're going to feel inspired. Therefore, you're going to work towards it and you're going to feel challenged and you're going to experience much more reward as a result. Never forget the proportional reward principle that these goals are a huge challenge. Yes, you want your goals to be a challenge, but this is for a reason. It's because of the proportional reward principle that the bigger the challenge, the bigger the reward. And so the rewards you gain after all this work you put in will be so worth everything that you went to, you went through to achieve them. Quality number two that I think you really need to embody this law is to alter your time horizon. So while big goals are the way forward, you can't set them and maintain your usual time horizon, which for most people is weeks, months, and a year. Like beyond a year, people really are. I I find that people just, and I struggle with it, but I force myself to try and think beyond it. People just don't think beyond it. They think if 
something isn't achieved in a year, then it's not going to be possible. And this is just simply false. The reason for this is because the reason we focus on the short term too much is because many of the goals that we usually set, they revolve around short term needs just because of their very nature. For example, if we book a holiday in six months and we're going to a country where people don't speak our native language, we need to learn the language. Okay, we've got six months. That's a short term goal. Or we get a new job, we're starting in two months time. And, um, you know, I need to have the right skills to pay the bills. Otherwise, they're not going to keep me on and they're going to, you know, I'm not going to be able to pay my bills. So I've got two months to learn this new skill. Or we've got an exam in a month's time. So we need to cram, we need to get all the knowledge in uh, during the next month so that we can pass the exam. Now, these contingencies are fine when it comes to our basic needs and when it comes to um, just getting things done in the short term. They're useful. The problem is when we start to base our whole idea of personal change and of growth on this time horizon, when it comes to serious personal growth and transformation, you have to forget about the short term. You have to forget about contingencies and you have to really trust in your vision and on taking lots of small steps over the course of years. There's something that's crucial for you to know when it comes to your time horizon for growth and change. And it's that you tend to dramatically overestimate what you can achieve in one year. And there's another part to this that we're going to get to. One year seems like a lot. Like from this point in time, uh, December 2024 seems like a long way away, doesn't it? It's like when you start thinking about over the months towards that, things just start becoming a bit blurry and you just, you can't imagine what's going to happen in a year's time. But this this is exactly what's necessary. You you completely underest you completely overestimate what you can achieve in one year. And you have to stop thinking about the next year when it comes to real lasting growth. You, on the other hand, you dramatically underestimate what you can achieve in five years. And when it comes to things like 10 years, 15 years, 20 years and beyond, really you have no idea. Like you're really completely ignorant of your potential on this time scale. And uh, it's really impossible. We not only do we can we not join the dots like from A to Z over that time, we actually don't know what the dots are. We don't know what's going to come. We don't know the opportunities that are going to arise. And so you have to be okay with not knowing in a sense, even though you can set ambitious goals, you have to still be okay with not knowing while keeping in mind that you're probably dramatically underestimating what's possible. Just remember that you probably struggle to think five years into the future reliably. And I'm one of them. The, but when it comes to lasting personal growth and change, five years is really the minimum, I find. Um, it's the minimum time for real lasting growth and change to occur. And so before that, if you've got goals before that, it's not going to be really lasting and ingrained. But if you work at something for five years and beyond, that's when it's really starting to, you're starting to reach levels that you never dreamed of. 
That's why we can't predict it. And at this point, we can look back and see our progression. And we can look back and see how every hour of practice and effort and even during those times where we didn't think we were getting anywhere, how that added up to produce this incredible result. My experience of, or one of my most recent experience of, of this is when I was learning Spanish. So I've always been quite ambitious and I think I've always understood the fact that you need to set ambitious goals and you need to set a long time horizon for these ambitious goals. Um, what, I remember I was sitting in one of my very first sp Spanish classes and we were having sort of a, a chat in the class about our long-term goals. And I just blurted out immediately that I wanted to get the daily C2 certificate. Now, what this is, is basically the highest Spanish certificate available for foreign learners. So if you want to do a Spanish language exam, this is the highest possible level you can achieve. And when I said it, I sort of regretted that as soon as I said it, I was like, why did I say that? What, what came over me? And my teacher actually said, Ross, you could probably do that in, a, in two or three years' time. And I didn't really believe what she said. But part of me knew that if I kept going, if I really put the effort in, I probably would do it because I knew that, you know, over the course of five years or so, you really can't predict. And really your level goes way beyond what you would have imagined. And lo and behold, in May this year, I actually got it. And that was... I think four and a half years after being in that class and saying I wanted to achieve it. So when you're setting goals, you have to let your mind wander into the future and think five years at least when you're setting a goal and also realize that the goal that you're setting, <laughs> it probably won't, you know, you're probably going to wildly misjudge what you're capable of and you're probably going to undershoot actually you know even if it seems really ambitious now you're still probably going to undershoot because after two three four years the results just start coming really quick and you're you're simply at a new level you're at a new level of competency and so what seemed like a big goal at the start you realize that it's actually it was just you know it was just a step on the journey and there's a lot more to achieve so the good thing about doing this is that it opens your mind. You start to see the bigger picture of what you're doing, of your pursuit, and you start to see all the struggle that you're going through as a necessary step in your path, as a necessary step on the path to your big goal. And ultimately, we want to do this because the rewards that we get from bridging a big gap in competence is proportional to that gap. In other words, they're very big very big rewards that we're going to get. Great. The last quality that we need to embody this law is to open ourselves to pain and struggle. And I've sort of mentioned this before, but I really want to make it clear. Whenever you're trying to improve in some area of life, you're going to experience pain and struggle. It's just a fact of the journey. So stop trying to avoid them. Stop seeing, oh, if, if this is difficult, then uh, I'm not made out, I'm just not cut out to do this. I'm not talented, I, you know, this isn't going to work. You have to change your entire view of this. If there's no difficulty, you're not bridging a gap in competence and therefore you're not going to get a reward. And likely your goals are far too small if there's no difficulty. You're, 
you're trying to do something that you can already imagine yourself doing. And we just talked about this. You have to go against that. You have to look way beyond your current level. And this doesn't mean that you fall into what I call the trap of the obsessive, which is, I've written an article on this, but basically it's it's when we we want to achieve our goals far too quickly and we just, we are not patient enough and we start pushing ourselves beyond reasonable limits. That's not what I'm saying here. Aim for slow, steady progress while also having enough challenge to stimulate you and motivate you and realize that the pain and the struggle and the effort is just an inherent part of reaching a a worthwhile goal. And my most recent experience of this was with has been with Chinese. I say was, I say it's ha- has been, it's still ongoing. When I started learning Chinese in 2020, I'd already got to a decent level in Spanish. And because of that, I knew what I was, I sort of had an idea of what I was getting myself in for with when I was doing that. But when I was on the way to my first class, I admit I was actually walking down the street to my first class. I I sort of contemplated what was what was awaiting me. I knew how complicated well I had a, an inkling of how complicated Chinese is and how long it takes to learn it well. And I sort of looked ahead and I was looking like four or five years and I was like, my goodness, it really is going to take this long. And four years later, I was right. You know, I'm I'm still not fluent, but I've come a long way. But I was so right about all the effort that was going to be required. But I was I was anticipating it. I was realizing that without that effort, I'm not going to get anywhere. And so I stuck to my regular study and I stuck to it over these years. And now I've got to a level where if I repeat what I've done, I will be a very proficient user of the language. So you have to be, you have to brace yourself for that hard work and that's the only way you're going to reach these ambitious goals that I'm telling you to set. Okay, so we've spoken about the law of proportional reward and how to embody it. Now I want to talk about a huge obstacle that we're all dealing with in the modern world at the moment. And it's what I'll call the comfort disease. And when I came up with the law of proportional reward, I immediately noticed that it, it perfectly explains why modern technology is so dangerous to our well-being. Because, as we know, to to get this reward, we need to overcome a challenge. We need to bridge a gap in competence. We need to put effort in to do that. Now, we might fall into the trap of saying, well, why why should I put in the effort to overcome a challenge when I can just spend hours watching YouTube videos? Why spend one hour a day learning a new language to watch films in the original language when I can just put the subtitles on and, you know, don't need to, I don't need to go through all that effort. And in fact, nowadays we can basically build our lives around this no effort, no rewards um, dynamic because we don't even need to leave our house to meet our basic needs. We can have our shopping delivered. We can order takeaways. We can buy things on the internet, have them delivered the next day. We can even socialize and do exercise. We can wash our clothes. You know, all of this without even leaving our house. And you might think, well, why make life any more difficult than it needs to be? Why not just have everything come to us 
And the reason why is because of the law of proportional reward. The human body and the human mind, our organism, it thrives psychologically and physically in the face of challenge. It makes us feel more alive. We have to adapt and grow. We come into contact with the essence of life, with the magic of life. And basically, a lot of our modern conveniences, not just home delivery and whatnot, but things like TVs and smartphones, social media, Spotify, YouTube, what they do is they basically feed our tendency to avoid effort. This means that we never overcome challenges, we never bridge gaps in competence because we're not learning anything. And as a result, we simply never experience the reward associated with them. And so what happens? It sounds good, this comfort and this lack of effort sounds really good, but actually it's a disease that slowly empties us of verve and excitement and passion for life. And lacking the sense of reward that we gain from overcoming challenges of bridging gaps in competence, of pushing ourselves, we basically look for it wherever it seems instant and easy to get. So we have to go and drink alcohol, we have to go and take drugs, go out partying, watch lots of TV, play lots of uh, online games, watch pornography. And no matter what strategy we choose to avoid this hard work and the effort, it doesn't work because these things get addictive and you need more and more of them to get the same hit. And ultimately, you're just simply not challenging yourself. And the inherent reward present in challenge and in personal growth, you're not tapping into it. So the only viable strategy is to expend the effort required to improve our levels of competence and not even just levels of competence, just expending effort to do things ourselves and experiencing the the deep lasting reward and growth that this brings. That's the solution to the comfort disease. And even if you're not a total slave to all the things that I mentioned above, it's likely that you're to some degree, you're, you know, something's trapped you. Maybe you've got a bit of a phone addiction. Maybe you like watching too much YouTube, YouTube, whatever. But I know that you know that this is unfulfilling. And this law of proportional reward explains why it's so unfulfilling. Great. So that's the law of proportional reward. I've got tons more resources at my website, thegreatupdraft.com, including my master how to learn course. Uh, this law is pretty much baked into that entire course. So you're in, you've already got a head start there. Remember that you can find this podcast on all the major podcasting platforms out there. And make sure you subscribe to me on your favorite platform because I share new episodes every week that will help you transform your psychology. Take care.